Show Talk Radio to Thrive by powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everyone. Welcome. Hey, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Hey, this is our little new spot that I'm really starting to love. Uh, it's a half-hour spot, and we are going to go right through without a break today because we're talking about something incredibly important. Uh, you know, Dr. Stephen Thane is joining me here today. For those of you that are not familiar with who he is, you know, he started out, by himself, you know, a couple of us that start out by ourselves, we actually have sort of this kind of interesting journey we take, you know, but we started out by himself as, you know, certified, you know, chiropractor, doctor of chiropractic care. Uh, and now he has grown into two offices with over five doctors, uh, doctors, 10 massage therapists. But here's what I want to say about him. Many of you have said he is the bomb. He is. But I will tell you on Friday a week ago, I'm sitting here in his chair with you now. I was not sitting at all. I was in some of the the most pain I have had my entire life. And I picked up the phone and I called his office and I got in there and I had some of the most amazing care that you could even imagine. People at his office understand what it's like to go through and need to get your body in optimal health. And I want to thank you, uh, Dr. Thane, and everybody over there at um, Wellness One for what they did. And they did it very quickly for me, including a fabulous massage. Uh, and this came on top of my car accident, yeah. which you've been helping me with. And so I, I want to thank you. I mean, I think um, for the first time, Jamie commented this morning when he was working on me, you know, he had a, hey, we had a moment there where both of us started to fill up in our eyes because I, I was in so much pain. And I have a very high tolerance for pain. So there was a moment where both of us were going to be like doing the crying thing in one of your rooms. So I want to thank you. It is amazing how in such a short period of time that I'm even sitting here. I'm not on uh, painkillers. That's exactly right. Um, I'm not on any of that. And that is, you know, largely due to you and your staff. And thank you so much. Thank you for sharing that. I'm glad we were able to help. Oh, man, you know, now I understand what it means, uh, you know, when they talk about breaking your back. But today's show is extremely important. As I said, that, um, you know, Dr. Thane and the staff at Wellness One, they partner with a lot of people. Today's show is a very important show. 
uh, there are very few people that will get out in the world and talk about things that are, you know, controversial or that are eye-opening. And today's show is about eye-opening. Dr. Thane, let's tell everyone what we're going to be talking about today and why this is an important topic. Uh, we're going to broach into the subject of vaccination, uh, which and, and it's very important because there is so much misinformation and there's a lot of information and yeah. how do you delve through all of it and 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 where do you even start? Um, so that's and and it's uh, you know years ago and just to share with you a little bit where I came from on yeah. this. Um, when I went to chiropractic school, uh, just to let everybody know, uh, my microbiology teacher at chiropractic school actually was a, a pro-vaccination person. I graduated from chiropractic school with that concept, but being in the real world and seeing people and the healing process and going through my 25-year journey in, in that understanding natural health and the, and, the, and then doing some research in my own and then becoming a parent and having to make right. this decision, right? Um, I did an enormous amount of research, and, and I'm not a uh, st- statistician. I don't have a background in that, but... I, I have learned to apply some simple common sense principles with the understanding of healthcare that I have, and, and um, uh, it's been very eye-opening. So I, I have a lot of information I, I do want to share, and I want people to start thinking and making some different choices. Whether you choose to or not, you may make a few different choices. You may alter the way in which you're doing it, or you may choose not to at all. But again, I want everybody to know there is a choice, and, and there should be a choice, and and it's, it's a big responsibility. It is. And, you know, it's interesting that you say this because I think all of us have gone along that path of healing. And, you know, it's funny because I was talking this morning. Jamie and I were talking this morning. Jamie, Jamie's my massage therapist, for those of you know, that's giving me some care and helping me out uh, at Dr. Thane's office. Uh, and we were, we were talking about it. We were talking about the rise of autoimmune disease in women. And I said, you know, my naturopath's got a theory about that. And he said, well, I said, here's the theory. The, the reason that your immune system actually attacks itself is there's got to be something in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's got to be something in there. Yeah. Uh, and that's what we're talking about today is really looking at and, you know, lifting up the rock to to talk about what comes out when yeah. we talk about vaccines. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, like I say, it's a, and, and you know what, I, the approach, again, I've tried to take is common sense. And yes. a couple of statistics I'll share with people uh um, you know, my wife, by the way, she worked for a, a whole group of pediatricians. And when I started on this venture, <laughs> it's kind of funny. She, uh, uh, I started, I started questioning the concept of vaccines. And she, she went to the group of pediatricians she worked for. She says, "My husband's lost it. He's, he's, he's gone off the deep end. Give me some information because he's, he's starting to question this." And, mm. and she got nothing from him other than, well, all he'd have to do is see a child in an iron lung, and he'd never say that. That mm. was the kind of thing she got. And, and I, as the more research I started digging, the more I started looking at, at patterns and trends and starting to go, wait a minute, this just doesn't make sense. Um, uh, you know, obviously, we formulated opinion. And by the way, in her senior thesis, we actually went to the University of Washington Library and studied the, the, uh, the history of the polio process and vaccination process wow. and the history of polio. And that was extremely eye-opening mm. uh, when you start to find behind the politics of what actually happened and the information available. About All the that. unpublished data. Uh, yeah, and it's available. Wow. It's available, <laughs> but nobody goes after the unpublished data. All right, so let's talk about what you did discover. Where uh, are we now with this? Well, let's take a look at, first of all, you know, you always hear, well, this is what eradicated the some of the killer diseases. Yeah. D- diphtheria, pertussis, right. tetanus, measles, influenza, polio. It was the vaccines that saved our country, saved our, our, our children and our lives, because otherwise these things would have run rampant and killed us all. 
Well, it's very interesting. When you look at the historical data of mortality rates in the country, at the turn of the century, and I brought a book to kind of give me some numbers, diphtheria at the turn of the century, 1901 to 1905, there were 48,839 deaths. That's a lot of deaths. Yeah. In 1946, there were 467. It had decreased by 99%. Mm, wow. Do you know when the vaccine was created? After 1946. Seriously? It wasn't even invented. <laughs> the, the, and, and every one of those diseases I just mentioned, mm. they had all decreased. All of them from 1900 to 1950s, 19, mid-40s, all of those diseases had decreased. Pertussis from 33,094 to 1,400. Um, tetanus from 28,065 to 1697, all of them had decreased 90 plus percent before vaccines were ever invented. They are not the reason that these diseases were, were dissipated and, and were going down. And this is, by the way, this is not only true in our country, it's true in other countries too. Um, what changed at the turn of the century was sanitation. What changed was the understanding of hygiene. What changed was plumbing. Huge thing was plumbing. Um, because we, you know, stopped defecating and urinating in our water sources and started, you know, making some major mm -hmm. changes. Uh, the plagues of the world that have happened, if you take a look at it, they always start occurring when groups of people start end up in coagulating in an area back in a day when they didn't understand the concept of not ruining your water supply and and having all those germs that exactly. That, and, and again, wound hygiene was not even understand right. understood. Um, uh, so the, that's really what changed. And if you take a look at that makes sense because there was a huge turn from the end of the 18th century, it, you know, 1800s, the early part of the 1900s, that was a huge change in the concept of what happened. And you start seeing all these diseases disappear before vaccines ever came out. So, you know, when someone tells you, well, that, you know, all these people would have had this. Well, no, that's not true because they were 90% gone. As a matter of fact, uh, I have a quote here from Metropolitan Life. This is 1954. They wrote, the death rate of diphtheria, measles, and whooping cough declined 95% among children from 1911 to 1945 before mass immunization programs started in the United States. That's a Metropolitan Life Insurance Company. Now, what is an insurance, uh, a life insurance company? They're based on probabilities, mathematics, and statistics. They yeah, came they are. Out, they came out with a statement. They're actuarians. Do you know what an actuarian is? Yes. Well, tell our listeners. They, it's, I actually have a patient who's amazing. These guys are, they go through a lot of schooling, yeah. probably yeah. more than I had. Um, they study statistics. Yeah. And when you have a life insurance company, for example, they are based completely on probabilities, mathematics, and statistics. I know. I had one on my dissertation committee. Oh, did you? Oh, scary. <laughs> Anyways. I'm surprised uh, I got out of school. <laughs> they're very, very, very sharp people. But they're, they, I mean, for them to come out and make a statement like that, that's, and they don't, by the way, mm. they don't have any vested interest in that statement. They're just making a qualitative statement on statistics and data. They're, and that's true for all those diseases. It is not the reason why they decreased. Um, so, so to say that that, if you're going to say that that's the reason why it happened, it's not true. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we, there's three things that need to happen with vaccines. Are they safe? Are they effective? Are they necessary? If someone can prove to me those three factors, I'd be all over it. Well, you know, let's start with are they safe? Okay. Because that's been, I think, the thing that has been in the news most often now. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, to the point where, you know, we're sending vaccinations all over the world. Yes. You know, we're doing that. Uh, I mean, you know, you got to start there at some point. Well, and, and I guess, you know, you need to take a look at what's in them. And then make some. That's what I'm saying. Okay, common sense. Let's talk about some common sense. Okay. Here. Um, 
Uh, now, the, of course, the huge broaching topic on all vaccines is the, the third most toxic substance on the earth, which yep. is mercury. Oh, my gosh. It is in there. It is in vaccines, and they say they've removed them, but they haven't removed them. The four major ones still have it, and they're still in some that you don't even know about because they have done some things with labeling that changes some of the processes of what they're releasing. But it is still there, and it's still in the present. Now, now mercury is extremely toxic. We know that. Um, honestly, I don't think there's any safe level of mercury, but the EPA has done four major governmental studies, and they've come out with a an allowable safe daily amount. It's 0.1 micrograms per kilogram of body weight, okay? 0.1 micrograms per day per kilogram. So let's take a look at, uh, you know, the MMR shot. That actually has about 25 times the daily exactly. recommended allowable dosage of what that is. Now you say, okay, well, okay, it's just a fractional amount. Well, it's it's still 25 times what the EPA says is but safe. But isn't it a fractional amount on a young body? Well, that's the other thing too. Right. You know, when it's you, not a fractional amount on me and Benny. <laughs> yeah, I mean that. You know, we were talking about. A little teeny baby. A little teeny baby. Right. And, and you're talking about, and the other thing too is you have to understand is that what mercury does though, and you go to, go on the internet and Google, uh, or Google or go on YouTube and you can look under the University of Calgary did a study on yeah. mercury and its effect on the brain and nerves. Right. And, and they talk about how what, what it does is it, uh, interferes in the neurotubules and, and the, uh, uh, which is the development of the nerve fiber itself. And they actually show you a brain neuron and they inject some mercury in a petri dish and you watch what happens it literally deteriorates the nerve cell mm. instantaneously mm-hmm. this is what the theory has been behind of, of part of what all these other issues of, of health issues and the autoimmune dysfunction that's happening and and some of the behavioral issues and some of the and that, that's why there's a big link to potentially with autism right. and, that, and that's the thing there's this, there was an autism day recently and that's what kind of brought us to have this topic and even Donald Trump chimed in on this process that there is you know, a lot of people who feel there is a link. Um, and uh, unfortunately, there's not much being done in regards to studying this. And back in 2000, there was a big Senate committee hearing debate over this. I remember. And uh, unfortunately, it just kind of got shoved away, even though, I, I mean, I don't know how you can look at the information regarding mercury and any any scientist, any any neurologist uh, that's ever studied the topic, if you listen to any of them talk about it, it is extremely toxic. It has. But the rate of autism, it's what is it? You know, back in what did you oh. say, 2000? Yeah. Now you're looking at the rate of autism. One in 88. Yeah. And now, and now here's another thing. Two that, years ago, it was one in 300. And before that, it was even worse. It was. Since 1993 to 2007, they had a 1,700% increase. Mm-hmm. And what you've heard, and this is what kind of cracks me, is what you hear on the, the main media outlets is, is well, it's genetically oriented. Well, I don't know if you knew this, but uh, to have a genetic change in a population, if you see a 1% change in population over a 100-year span, exactly. that's significant. Right. A 1,700% span over nine, over 14 years is absurd right and uh, let's take now here's another thing let's take a look at trends in common sense um in 1980 the recommended amount of vaccines that were provided to children between the age of uh, birth to 18 was 20 in 1990s you know what that went to 40 Mm. do you know what it is now no. 68. No, I can't imagine that. 68, 68 vaccinations, vaccinations against what? Uh, against uh, what? 
<laughs> you know, the I'm list is to, huge. Right. Um, okay. You know, again, all those things: diphtheria, pertussis, polio, rubella, mm. mumps, measles, uh, chicken pox, uh, mm. Gardasil for cervical cancer. Uh, I mean, there, there's so many now, and of course they're repeating many of those too. But it's a total of 68 vaccines. Now, during the same time, we've seen a unexplained astronomical increase in autism. There are scientists and researchers and neurologists out there that are saying, hey, it, it comes from damage to the nerve system, particularly the brain structures. Mercury has an affinity for this. We're yeah. putting in, you know, 200, by when you add them all up, literally 200 plus times the amount of of mercury you should have in your body, plus all of the other things that are in there, which we can talk about, uh, that's affecting potentially brain cells. It could be a correlation. You know, they say it hasn't been proven yet, but I'm using common sense saying this just doesn't make a lot of sense. Let's look at other things that have happened. Do you know what's happened from 1980 to current in regards to child uh, cancer? No. Statistically gone off the charts. Yeah. At the same time that vaccines went from 20 to 40 to 68, we've seen it grow up. Infant mortality death rate in this country. This this one really kills me. In 1993, we were uh, 22nd. Okay. In 2007, we're 46th. I mean, your child has a greater chance of survival in 45 other countries, countries. on this earth. I read that. We should be in the top three. I read that. And right. we're at 46. And, and what has happened? I mean, okay, so we're looking at autism going off the charts. We're looking at cancer going off the charts. We're looking at um, um, the death rate going crazy as far as, I mean, com- statistically, comparatively. And we've seen our vaccinations go from 20 to 68. Again, that that concerns me. Now, if 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 more vaccines and we were seeing everything go the other way, I might be jumping on the bandwagon. I'm seeing the exact opposite and in staggeringly scary amounts. Right. And that's a real big. Concern well, and me. a part of the dilemma is there is no alternative explanation. Yes. Right. The genetic thing. That doesn't it, nobody buys that. No, nobody does. But yeah. that's what they keep pushing. That's yeah. what they keep talking about. And, and it doesn't. It's not. It's not. Well, they true. can't find it because you know they look in the in the history of a family and they're like, where where was this? What I mean, what part? Of, you know, what gene did I have? What what? Yeah. And you can't find it. Yeah. Um, and then they say, well, you can't go back that far because there's no records. And so you know, so okay, let's. I know we only have a short time left here in the show. What else should people know about? Um, I think first of all that there is a choice. Um, uh, many people think that it's just you just have to vaccinate, and that's not true. And, and let me also give some terms here. Just yeah. to, um, people commonly use the term uh, getting immunized. And let me be very clear: immunization infers that you actually get immunity. And when you get vaccinated, and it should be called a vaccine, that doesn't mean you're immune. Mm. Uh, and and we we've known that for years. And by the way, you know, just talking about this whole process, understanding that when you when you get vaccine, the idea behind this is you develop antibodies. Right. Okay. Well, we now know for a fact that if you have antibodies, that doesn't mean you're going to be immune. We now know for a fact that you can be immune and not have antibodies. Antibodies, right. So, uh, and there are many people who get vaccinated who don't develop antibodies, and there are many people who get vaccinated and develop antibodies but are not immune. So there are the whole fact of questioning effectiveness. It hasn't been proven, and the whole understanding of antibodies hasn't proven that that's really the major, most important factor of the immune system because there's so many other components we're now learning about that are part of the process. So, again, it's called a vaccine, um, and it's, it doesn't mean you're going to be immune. So there's, there's something important to know. But as far as your parents' choices, you do have a choice. 
And in this state, there are still three, although they did pass a law last year to make it more difficult for yes. those that are... Um, there is a medical reason, there is a, re- a religious religion, and there's a, a personal philosophical reason. Right. You do have to speak to a, a medical provider, um, and they need to go over the pros and cons with you, and then, then they can... If they have discussed the pros and cons, you can then choose to opt not to do it. You just now have to get a signature. In the past, before last year, I believe it was July it was passed... Um, you could just turn the form over and on the back sign the form yourself. Right now they now they have to do a formal education. No, you have to get yeah, yeah, like skydiving. You have to watch the video. Yeah, you have to watch the video and you have to make that decision. Right. So so it is still an option, uh, although you know in some states it's not an option. No, and it's it, not. And that's that's very unfortunate. You have to be vaccinated. You have yeah, to be vaccinated. Yeah, there's no question about that. Yeah, um, a lot of them don't have the personal. Most of them will have the religious. Some states I don't they don't believe they do, but usually and uh, you know so you could join a religious particular sect that doesn't do well there is there is a large religious sect especially in our area i mean you know the i believe it's a christian scientist and 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 of of course the scientology people you know they absolutely have uh, principles that were founded originally this is not a new thing no it's a basis for what they believe Yes. Uh, you know, Hippocrates said, so, so so as in the blood, so as in man. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the, the whole idea of injecting things into our blood, uh, we're really starting, unfortunately, I, th- I believe, see the ramifications of all these autoimmune things. I think there's a correlation, and that's mm-hmm. I think it's a big concern. So so anyways, there is, uh, I guess to answer your question, there is a choice, and I think it's a big thing for parents to know. Well, it is. How can people find out more about this? And then, you know, what are you guys doing? I know you ran a class or, or did a workshop on it. Are you going to be doing that again? Yeah. You know, and it's, it's just such an interesting thing because about 15 years ago, I did a lot of research on this when I was helping my wife with her thesis. And, exactly. And, uh, uh, and then I kind of haven't really followed it too much. And then for some reason recently, I went to a, I went to a seminar and I, I got back into it. I, I just cannot believe what's happened over the last 15 years. And um, uh, the increase and the changes and the patterns and the trends that are now developing – so it kind of has spurred a passion in me to at least share. Share. I have to. I. 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 <laughs> when I started doing current research, I started realizing I gotta. I gotta yeah, speak exactly. up. I mean, and I know. I understand it's gonna be controversial. I understand some people are gonna probably be upset at me. Uh, but I just can't be quiet. Um, I have to at least, and I think it's important that people at least know. Uh, and I think it's a... Well, you a, just need to provide folks with information yes. and let them make decisions on their own. We have, we have very sophisticated listeners here. Yes. And, and, and make know, your own decision. And the, the, you ask what, what things they need to know. I, I think you also need to know is if you do want to vaccinate, you do have a choice of which ones you'll get. Uh, yeah, no and, one knows that, actually. And when to actually. get them. Yeah, nobody knows that they have that right, by the and, way. And, you know, if you're going to get them, I mean, if you if you really want to do that, then, you know, you may want to change how, how, how many you get in a day. When they start, um, you know, in in other countries like Japan, for example, they they do not vaccinate before the age of two. Right. Do you know why they did that? Because there was a lot of SIDS deaths, what they called uh, cot deaths, that were occurring. And when Japan changed it to two, it disappeared. Mm. There are other countries just like that. They do not vaccinate till the age of two. Now, the reason they choose the age of two is because we know that the human nerve system is developing what's called the myelin sheath, and it, it's much stronger. Which, by the way, when you start looking at the EPA thing and the mercury thing, yeah, that study was done on adults. It's 0.1 micrograms for adults, and, and we're looking at it infants, which is not even the same nerve system, so it's, it isn't able no. to even handle what wow. the adults do. But anyways. Um, well, well let, thank you for taking this topic on. We're going to do another show on this and continue this. But before we do, uh, let's give out some information on how people can find out more about you, give you a call, and schedule an appointment. 
Sure. Uh, you can call me at uh, 425-644-8386. And our website's uh, wellness, uh, bellevue.wellness1.net. And if you're interested in this, you can go to NVIC, that's N as in Nick, V as in Victor, IC.com. Uh, that's the National Vaccine Information Center, and that's a great place to get information. Great topic, great show. And, you know, we should do this again because I think we need to do a part two on this. Alrighty. Dr. Stephen Thane, everybody, let's make sure that we understand what we're doing to our bodies. We do have the freedom to choose. Let's use it well. We'll see you next time. At the law offices of Richard D. Seward, we care about our clients. We offer important legal advice and services to help them grow their wealth and protect it. We manage the risks and help the financially distressed through the recovery process. We are committed and dedicated to helping people throughout Western Washington and beyond with our expertise in business, real estate, tax law, and debt relief. Find us at richardseward.com or call us at 360-876-6425. We care about you. TransformationTalkRadio.com TransformationTalkRadio.com Transforming the world one listener at a time. What if your best friend could take a peek into the future? Psychic, author, and cosmic coach Dougal Fraser is that friend. He's the queer guy with a third eye. From gossip to gurus, meditation to martinis, the Dougal Fraser Show is a call-in advice show that provides insights and information on creating your best life. Every Tuesday at 10, he'll take calls and talk about love, money, sex, pop culture, and give free advice. No topic is off limits. It's the Dougal Fraser Show. Transformation Talk Radio. A higher consciousness perspective. The hosts on Transformation Talk Radio offer a positive and new paradigm shift, a new vision for a collective future. They are empowering and helping all of us experience a powerful wave of personal shifts and cultural change as we break through to even greater levels of awareness. Take down our toll-free number, 1-800-930-2819. Call in, connect, Make sure you tap into some of the world's most empowering psychics, healers, and more. Get an on-air reading with the best. Tune in. TransformationTalkRadio.com. Hey, everybody. We'll see you there. Do you dream of being on the amazing race? Well, here's your chance. Grab a friend and prepare for an exhilarating race around the city when City Solve Urban Race comes to your city. Teams of two will solve clues and face fun challenges while racing around the city. The winning team gets $300 and a chance to be in the Las Vegas Championship race to compete for a grand prize of $5,000. Not only will you have a ton of fun, you'll also be helping a good cause. A portion of the proceeds will benefit a local charity. To start racing, go to City solveurbanrace.com The root cause of disease is not what you think. Doctors are treating the symptoms, not the root cause, because they haven't been trained to do so. Dr. Alex Lloyd has developed a simple technique that has saved thousands of people from lives of frustrating and debilitating illnesses. 
This technique has been featured on national broadcast and cable television in People, Time, and USA Today. If you are ready to heal and tired of being treated, visit DrAlexHealingCodes.com where you will find free life-changing information. Transformation Talk Radio, a higher consciousness perspective. The hosts on Transformation Talk Radio offer a positive and new paradigm shift, a new vision for a collective future. They are empowering and helping all of us experience a powerful wave of personal shifts and cultural change as we break through to even greater levels of awareness. Take down our toll-free number, 1-800-930-2819. Call in, connect, make sure you tap into some of the world's most empowering psychics, healers, and more. Get an on-air reading with the best. Tune in, TransformationTalkRadio.com. Hey, everybody. We'll see you there. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Our hosts are setting a new standard for a fresh kind of talk radio, creating conversations that are transforming the world, one listener at a time. Transformation Talk Radio's mission is to broadcast a distinct blend of live talk radio interviews with a mix of uplifting and intelligent news, educational and practical information. Topics range from personal development to critical issues relevant to a rapidly changing world. Stay tuned. Transformation Talk Radio starts at the top of every hour. 